I'm doing right, Tokusai. What's up with you? Good, man. Uh, here we are again. Yes. Yes. And the last time we were not so lucky when you did our recording, eh? Uh, yeah. Too much feedback. Too much feedback. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes uh, uh, tech can, can really knock the wind out of your sail, eh? Yes. Yes, it can. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, are you good? We're good. We're good. Uh, before we uh, get right into it, let's just welcome the listeners. <laughs> Welcome, the listeners. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome think, to think, another exciting episode. We need an intro, though, eh? Ah, uh, yes, yes, we do. I yeah. think this is the first time we've welcomed the, the listeners. Yeah, we just get right into it. <laughs> just tell them, sit back and enjoy. You don't get no welcome. You just sit and enjoy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just sit over there and enjoy. <laughs> we'll put you in your corner and you listen. <laughs> So what have you been up to? Uh, too much work. Yeah. Too much work. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. And the, the year 2022, how has it been for you so far? Crazy. Can you believe it's, a, it's, it's March already, towards the end? I know. It's yeah. crazy. It's already been three months into yeah. the new year. Yeah. And I still feel like I'm still in last year. True. True. We never actually got to gone holiday last year exactly because of the weather the weather was way too gloomy and wet yeah and, and yeah we didn't have a lot of money i don't know about exactly. you but yeah we were broke you know exactly. because of <laughs> the, the covid pandemic and everything the pandemic, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah uh hopefully uh, things will look up this year True, very true. Yeah, and uh, it's good to see you, man. Yes, it's good to be here. Yeah, you know we we we've tried to record this uh, online, but yeah, it never really works. Yeah, we have seem to always have to do it in person. Yeah, because online the sound is terrible. Oh wow. Yeah, and you know we battle with networks and yes. uh, network coverage, and recently we've been battling with load shedding, so you'd have oh, yeah. power. And, and then just I wouldn't right have out. power, you know. And when I have power, you don't have power. So it's just a mess. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but funny enough, when we record in person, yeah, the conversation somehow tends to grow or jump from one point to another. It's true. Somehow, because we always find things to talk about. Well, there's always stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And... Uh, Last year, um, how was the year for you in review? I know it's a bit too late to be asking that question, but in terms of uh, the gaming space? The problem is, is that, you know, the only... Th- and that was actually something I was going to talk to you about, but anyways, yeah. the, <laughs> the problem is, is that there's really not a, a large amount of people yeah. for gaming. It's, it's, it's still a niche marketing. And then the COVID, obviously, that that caused a lot of issues because nobody yeah. wanted to come out. Everybody's worried. Oh, yeah. Everybody else has it. I have to stay away from everybody. Yeah. Else I'll catch yeah. it. So yeah. But now that it's kind of calmed down. Yeah. I was thinking we need to get back into doing game days again. We do, we do. Because last year I don't think I attended any game day. It's a game day or playing games or. Yeah, we. I never attended anything last it, year. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. year was, I think for me, last year was a bit harder and heavier mm. than 2020. True. True. Well, I mean, 2020 is when it first hit. Yeah. And so there was 
you had some room to yeah, where you could we be had okay. Some room, yeah. And now that it's 2022, it's like okay, a lot of that that resources you had before yeah. are gone. Yeah, and I think we were dealing with consequences of 2020. Yes. You know? Oh yes. Yeah. So it was just a mess. Yeah. But yeah, here we are. We survived. It's true. Yeah. You know, speaking of uh, pandemics, uh, I know I I have some topics that I'd like us to get into uh, yeah. in the next few weeks. But uh, one of the topics that I had written down that's been on my mind, and uh, this one actually popped up when I was preparing a talk at one of uh, sometime last year. Okay. And it was... Uh, it's about the games that were played during the major pandemics, you know, like uh, the Spanish flu in 1918. Okay. You know, because uh, whether it's raining, whether it's uh, hot, kids need to... To play, yeah. You know, to play and be entertained. Well, I think part of we talked about it, and wasn't it... Um, I'm trying to remember what game we talked about that was made up while they were in the hospital. Uh, I know Spanish, um, not Spanish flu. <laughs> I know uh, Monopoly came out around that time. Yeah. Well, that was also during the Great Depression too. The Great Depression, yeah. And uh, I know uh, kids played with a lot of dolls. Dolls, yep. So most of the games were actually uh, made from home. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the dolls. Yeah. Uh, Toy cars. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think of the toys that uh, the kids played with, but mostly it was dolls. A lot of it has to do with because if you think about it, a lot of a lot of the toys and whatnot yeah. are generated from things that the parents or the adults are doing. Yeah. And so it causes that kind of oh okay I want to do what my dad's doing or what my mom's doing or yeah, yeah. you know yeah. those type of things because I remember growing up. Uh, my sisters when my younger brother was born yeah they would treat him for lack of a better way to say it like a doll so they would dress him up and whatnot <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we 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 just spoke of uh, the spanish flu yes which you know uh popped up because we are currently going through a pandemic. Yeah. But after the Spanish flu, there was, you know, the Great Depression, there was World War One. Yep. And although World War One didn't happen all over the world, it only happened in I think in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Germany and you know uh, and other yes. countries, you know. Yeah. But it was mostly uh, European. European and American, if I can put it like that. Yeah. So now those that were not affected uh, in terms of participation in the war. Yes. Uh, obviously, everyone was affected, you know. Yes, oh, of course. Uh, one way or the other. Yes. Just like we are affected now with the conflict between uh, Ukraine and Russia. Yes. You know, so what, but it was worse then, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now, what came to mind is, what were those that were indirectly affected by the war, you know, the well, children uh, playing with. Because yeah. we know to toys usually go with the times. Yes. You know, uh, if there's war happening, there'll yes. be toys that are related to that, to including board yeah. games, you know, yeah. like uh, your 
action figures, yes, superhero movies, which G. then GI Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, you know, Superman, yeah. Captain America, Superman, yeah. all those things. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm throwing a spanner in the works here. What do you think? Those that were not affected directly by the war, or those that were not participating, what? were playing with. What were they playing with? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I would have no idea, honestly, because a lot of it, you have to think, okay, um, the First World War, the toys and stuff they played with back then and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if the country was doing as well yeah. at the time of during the war, then I would assume it's some similar toys, because yeah. usually usually most, most toys are going to be similar. In, yeah. in the different countries. Yeah. Yes, there may be different... Um, I don't know if I want, how I want to put it, but there may be different uh, kinds of toys or, or different varieties. Uh, you know, like, for example, instead of having Barbie, you'd have some other brand, but yeah. it would be yeah. a typical Barbie doll type of a thing. Like or, uh, your American doll. Yeah. Which actually outsells Barbie. Really? Yeah. It does it's now. the biggest uh, selling wow. doll. In America, okay. Barbie is number two or number three, if I'm not mistaken. But the American doll is the highest selling. In America? Uh, in America, but in other parts. I think in America and Europe. Oh, okay. It's number Because one. it's not so popular in other parts of yeah. the world. But yeah, in, in Europe and America, it's the biggest selling. And, and I could see that because, mm-hmm. once again, it, it goes along with, if you think about it, us as people, we're attracted to things that are similar. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it was very interesting. I'm, I'm trying to remember where it was from, but there was a very interesting thing about how, you know, when you're you're looking for your spouse or or, yeah. the, or a girlfriend or something like that, yeah, you're going to actually look at similarities. True. And part of that also has to do with facial shapes and everything. So it's very yeah. interesting when you look at it. But if you think about the same thing along that lines, when you go to toys, particularly in dolls, right? Yeah. So you're going to look at. And I hate to put it this way, but it, it it sounds racist, but I don't think it really is. It's that <laughs> that we get we like that similarity. So yeah. when we look at dolls, we're yeah. gonna look at things that are similar to us. Yeah, uh, true. And I'll tell you why American doll is okay. is outselling Barbie because when they conceptualized the doll itself, yes. They were focusing more on the sentimental part than the playing part. I guess that makes sense. Because Barbie is just a doll you can play with and yes. maybe customize here and there. Yeah. But American doll, I mean, at some stage, I think it came with a certificate of ownership or I, something like that. I don't remember that, but I do remember when it first came out and they had like all different kinds. And usually it was like there was a Western one, like a yeah. city one. Yes. A, yeah. So you can customize it according to what feels more relatable to you. Yes. You know, so I think that's it has that cultural aspect. That's yeah. why it, it, it then people gravitate towards that. Yeah. Because Barbie is Barbie. Yes. And breads, just breads, you know. Yes. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can't believe two grown men are talking about dolls. <laughs> but it's part of the industry, I guess. It's, it's a toy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had action figures. Yes. The G.I. Joes. You know those little uh, green soldiers? 
Oh yes, the they used army to be men. Yes. yes, they used to be the army men. Yeah, they used to be popular back then. Yes, they were. They're still actually they're somewhat still popular. Are. In fact, yeah. they made games based with the army men. Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh, there was a time where, at the height of uh, the police academy, the, mm-hmm. the those uh, funny movies, the police academy movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. they used to sell the uniform, police uniform for kids. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it used to be huge. Well, you got to think, because a lot, I don't want to say a lot of it, but when that was coming out, that was around the same time when they were having a dip in people joining the police force. Yes. Oh. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, we'll we'll, we'll sponsor the police and do stuff like this. Well, a lot of things Mm. are based on what's happening at the time. True, true. So, so like lawlessness and whatnot, because there's not enough police force for what needs to be done. Yeah. So it's basically a way of encouraging people, kind especially of. kids, because yeah. kids, you know, are much easier to influence. True. And by influence the kids, you influence the parents. The parents, yeah. Because think about it, like, okay, so you have your GI Joe, the army yeah. men, and stuff, right? Those came out kind of to sponsor the war effort, you could the say, war almost. Yes, yes, to, to, yes. So that way, people were like, oh, okay, you know, if we're protecting our people, you know, these are good things, wada wada wada. And every kid wanted to be a soldier. Yes. You know, because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which is very interesting, eh? Mm. Well, it, it makes me think of, you know, the very first uh, Captain America. They did yeah. the movie, right? Yeah. Which is funny because that's kind of the way it started. It was about helping sponsor the war. Ah. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking of uh, how the company Nintendo mm-hmm. moved, uh, you know, throughout the, the stages. Yeah. Because it was initially started as a card game. Yes. And then they moved to electronics. But the the guy that actually came up with the idea was a janitor there. Really? Yeah. Okay. But he was a highly educated guy. He just couldn't get the job in the normal way. Yeah, yeah. Way or the normal position. Yes. So he settled for being a janitor. But he always had those ideas. Yes. You know, and fortunately, you know, um, the idea came to pass where mm. he suggested that they create uh, Donkey Kong. Yes. You know, so that's how they got into the uh, video gaming space. Makes sense. Makes sense. And Donkey Kong blew up. Blew up. And funny enough, uh, Nintendo outsells Xbox mm-hmm. and Sony. Oh, Yes. Yes. You know, because uh, instead of looking at the niche market, they look at everyone. Yes. You know, that's why their games are much easier and more relatable. They are. And, and if you look at it also, or at least when the ones I've been looking at lately, they've made theirs more of like group gaming versus yeah. single person gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you think about um, like the Mario parties and whatnot, because I think some of those you can play was like nine, eight people, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is... A lot of people to have on one machine playing. I mean, yes, you have the internet and people can play via yeah. internet, but all on one machine playing in one space. You know, now that you mention it, I see a lot of gaming, especially mobile gaming, moving into that yes. uh, platform where you'd have kids in different parts Yes. in one game. Yep. And it's more like a community. 
it is and it's it's a way to because you think about it it's it's I don't know. When I think about it, I think it more of along a marketing side of things, right? Yeah, you get people yeah, involved, right? Yeah. Oh, you make a friend. You know, yeah. I make you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in South Africa. I'm in the U.S. Yes. We play this game. It's yeah. like, oh, I know Tokazani through what, what a game. Yes, yes, yes. And you play it. And it's, yes. it's because then you know the people and you're like, oh, I want to play with so-and-so or I want to play this. Actually, there's a lot of possibilities yeah. that can come out of that. Uh, number one, you don't have to be in one space. Yes. Like you're saying, you can play with someone in Brazil. Yes. For example, you know. And over and above gaming, it could also be a start of a conversation yes. in terms of, hey, this is how we live in South Africa. This is how we live in Brazil. So we exchange cultures now mm. without having to physically move. True. You know, like True. back in the day, there used to be ex- exchange students. Yes. Where you would go uh, live in another country for about six months or three months, depending on the agreement. However long, yeah. So you can learn uh, what's um, uh, happening in that in that uh, community. You know. Yeah. But now you can actually do it online. Yeah. I mean, you can do stuff online. Um, I don't know. I still think the actual change in environment is a good thing because, uh, I mean, for example, I'm here, yeah. right? It's, it opens your eyes to what's happening. Even though you learn yeah. about it, you can learn about it from other people, you can learn True. about it from books. Yeah. But it's very different than actually being in that environment and actually being exposed to it. But, but think of it this way, B. If I have an idea yeah. of what your lifestyle is like in the US. Yes. When I'm there eventually, it will be much easier to navigate it because I have an idea. You already have a, a yeah. Or, or, you know, on, on, on how to move. No, okay. But if I'm there for the first time, uh, I'm blank, basically. True. So it becomes a bit of a challenge. It can, as long as you, you don't have somebody there to help. Exactly, you know. Yeah. So if I'm I'm, I'm aware of uh, how things operate in your world, yeah, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a culture shock because I've, I'm already familiar with your lifestyle. You know, uh, and the reason why I'm saying that is, in Japan, they are very strict when it comes to culture. Yes, they are. So when you go there, you'd go there not knowing their culture. Mm. Then they might think, oh, this guy is rude, you know. Could, yes. Or this guy, uh, we won't do business with this guy because he doesn't respect our culture. He doesn't respect it. Yes. In, Not in, understanding in way, that yeah. you, don't, you actually don't know the culture. It's true. You know? But if you, you have a friend in Japan, they can then teach you when you come here, this is what you do. This is what you do. And this is why you do it. This is why you do it. Yeah. This is what you do not do under any circumstances. Yep. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's true. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking of it in, in, in that sense. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's good to, to have that, that influence and that, that sort of pre-knowledge for it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree. It's better. You're better off if you have one a friend there. Yeah, is a good thing to start off with. So this yeah. can help with that. Yeah. And then the other side to that also is that um, 
you know, it's it's better to actually go there than just say, okay, well, yeah. I've learned about it from my friend so and so. Sure, sure. Because yeah, you don't the really environment really is different. Get true the the true feeling of it just by hearing about I it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, on that I agree. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Yeah. Uh, the Batman movie. Uh, let's oh, the talk new about Batman that a movie. Bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Batman is for me is the greatest superhero. Antihero. Uh, no, the greatest superhero, uh, as compared to you know the Supermans and stuff. I know, I, I know I what you're trying to do. You're trying to knock me off. No, no, I'm not point. trying to knock no, you off. I see that <laughs> he's an anti-hero because he's not. He's because and and I think they did a really good job in the last set of movies they did for the him Dark Knight, the Dark Knight series. Yeah, where, those are brilliant where he he at the end he's like he's not the hero that they they. Not the ones. Not I shouldn't say deserve. He's not a superhero in the sense of a superhero. Yes, yes. because he's he's more of a vigilante versus yeah. an actual hero hero. Because you know when yeah. you think of heroes, you think of very pure and oh, there's no bad things to them. Yeah, but he's more of a very realistic hero. Yeah, a very actual hero, which yeah. I think is what makes him so good. And of course, the fact that he doesn't have any like superpowers yeah all of his is his own <laughs> yeah. brains and, yeah. exactly. and and knowledge and equipment exactly. and what exactly what? it's like and i'm saying for me personally he's the best superhero okay and i'll tell you why why number one um uh, anyone can identify with batman yeah yeah you know uh because he's he's, he's human yes and for him to get to where he is, uh, you know, being a vigilante. Yes. He had to train yep. and prepare himself. Yes. And use his resources. Yep. You know, so anyone with more focus can also train. True. You know, because you have to train, you have to be able to protect your family. True. You know, so that's the second point. The third point is, If you watch Batman movies, mm-hmm. all the guys that he fights with, yes, challenge one or more aspects of his life, whether it be strength, you know, mm-hmm. like pain, yeah, uh, was challenging his strength. Uh, then you have uh, Catwoman, yes, who is challenging. I would say his lust or his desires. Uh, then you have the Joker, mm-hmm. who challenges his values because uh, one of his values is that he shouldn't kill people. Yeah, you know. And the funny thing is, we have superheroes that we we like, but superheroes that we like kill people. Some of them do. <laughs> yes, yes, it's you true. Know? Yeah, they kill. In fact, they have to tap into their dark side for them to save the world. Yep. You know, and in the process, they kill people. Yep. <laughs> But we still regard them as superheroes. You know. Yes. So with Batman, he's always aware of that. Yes. You know, you look at uh, a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulk can only be Hulk if he's angry. Yes, it's you true. Know? And when he's angry, he causes so much destruction. It's true, but 
if you follow the storyline far enough, like yeah. in the end game, yeah. you see the, the last Hulk where he's talking and everything very scientific. Yeah. Omega Hulk or yeah. the final Hulk, which is where it's got Banner's brain yeah. and Hulk's strength. Yeah. So he's still strong. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say quite as strong, but mm-hmm. he's still very strong. But he's got the brains to yeah. do whatever he needs to do. So eventually, Banner does figure out a way to yes, yes. to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. But that's once again that's going along in the comic story. True, true. But but you see the original superheroes. Oh yes. Uh, are raw, and they have flaws. And they have flaws, you know. Which I actually kind of yeah. like that everybody has a flaw. Yes. So you it know, makes we, it more human. Yes. In a way. We, with Batman, he has a lot of flaws. Mm. You know, which makes him even more uh, human. Yes. You know, you look at uh, Superman. Yes. Uh, I mean, Batman can't fly. Superman can fly, you know, but you and I can't fly. <laughs> we can. We have to buy an airplane ticket and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that sense, yes. <laughs> but, but, you know, we can't shoot laser uh, off our eyes, you know. This is true. <laughs> you know, so... Superman is 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 a fictional character. Oh, of course, yes. You know, Hulk is a fictional character. Yeah. I mean, you name them. But Batman, Batman is you and me. Hence, in the in the Dark Knight, uh, I think the the Dark Knight Returns. I think so. I think it's the last one is because there's okay. a Batman Begins, there's the Dark Knight, and there's the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. In the Dark Knight, like you're saying. Um, he said, uh, everyone is looking for a superhero, you know, but, but they keep forgetting that they are capable as well Yes, to, to save, you know, the world. And at that time, he was leaving, yeah. you know, because he didn't want to be the guy who people look at as, you know, the superhero, you know, like Spider-Man and stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, when, when, when there's a burning building, people would be looking around, where's Spider-Man or where's Superman? You know, but he's not anything like that. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. So, um, which Batman movie have you seen? Which? And which one is your favorite? Uh, I've seen too many of them because I've seen like way, way back. Yeah. The old ones. I I watched, I uh, remember the Batman movies that were done by Tim Tim Burton Tim in Burton. the 90s. Was uh, th- Those were... I'm trying to remember because there's ones with Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yes, those ones. Those ones. I used to watch those at cinema. Those ones are they're good, but I like yeah. this newer ones only because it's more, as you said, it's more relatable. It's more realistic. Yeah. More. Yeah. I mean, yes, I understand when they when they had to do Penguin and they had to do these other guys. They yeah. made them so that way it would fit. You know, I used to slam. Those Batman movies, uh, well, if you look at them now, they are horrible. <laughs> but back then, I think they had to work with the technology they had. Yes. You know, and the characters are funny. Yes. You know? uh, but the one, the first one is fine. The second one is fine. Uh, the third one is fine. But then the fourth one, Batman and Robin, I think that was a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where they brought in... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Because you have to look at what they were doing, though. Because at the time, they were playing off of the um, cartoons. Cartoons, yeah. The cartoons that were happening. Yeah. 
yeah. not necessarily as much as the comics. Yeah, but their storyline was bad. Yeah. You know, maybe they, they, they tried bringing the characters to life, but the, the storyline was just horrible. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a good job with the characters themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I agree. Its yeah. story was... It, it wasn't a movie you watched for the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you see, when you look at uh, Christopher Nolan... Yeah. Christopher Nolan has a way of telling stories, um, especially when it comes to action movies. You know, mm. you'd watch an action movie and... For a moment, forget about the fighting scenes and stuff and yeah. follow the story. And yes. it becomes very interesting. Yes. You know, because if you look at the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of fighting per se. No, not as much. But no. the story is brilliant. No? And and it, and that's part of what it what makes the characters the yeah. characters. Yeah. Because if you don't have the story, then you lose a lot of what it is. You do, you do. And I also saw uh, Batman versus Superman. Have you seen that one? Honestly, I haven't seen it. It's, it's brilliant, eh? I haven't seen it. I'm, I mean, mm. I understand it and everything. Yeah. Because that was the, the one... Well, anyways, they, they mixed a lot of comics together in that one. Yeah, they did. Because they had they uh, Doomsday in there. Yeah. They did. Uh, I think um, Zack Snyder... Uh, specializes in that you know he tends to mix the storylines and the characters but he has a way a working formula to make them come to life it's true it's true they they do come and it's it's good it's just I just I don't know I guess I guess maybe because I grew up with the comics and everything I I want it to be more in line with the comics like okay this is the way the character should be and what what but here's a challenge now uh, when it comes to comics. Yeah. Because ca- comics are also a niche market. They are. You know, and if you follow comics, comics, you, you'd want the, the story to be told as is in, in, in the comics. But the challenge is that it may not be relatable to a lot of people. To a lot of people, yes, exactly. I think that's why they make tweaks yep. here and there. To embellish the story so that it's it's more digestible to it, the it, non-comic yeah. community. It it makes it more um, mainstream. Yeah. Yes, more mainstream. Mainstream, exactly. You know. And so it's like okay, I mean, I understand it. I just yeah. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the Avengers uh, Endgame yes. currently is the highest-grossing movie of all time. And it's it's very good. It's very yeah. good. And it's very long. But it's not as long as the comics for it. Exactly, you know. But they had to make it mainstream. Yes, they had to. For them to be able to to, to, to cross that highly. Well, th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you said you haven't seen this new Bat- Batman movie. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, and are you looking forward to it? I am kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know when I'm going to grab the time for that. Yeah, yeah I'd, l- I'd love to see it, though. I think it would be good. Mm. I think it would be good. I'd love to see it. And um, one thing I'd like us to talk about as well. Mm. The toys that became big and popular, but they were never intended to be toys. Oh, really? Yeah, like... Um, 
the Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube, yeah. Um, you have the that spiral thing. What do you call it? That spring thing. Oh, the the Slinky. Slinky, yes. Slinky was never meant to be a toy as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was never meant to be a toy. I want, now I'm wondering what it was meant to be. It was mainly an experiment because it was not invented by toy maker or toy designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was an experiment by uh, an engineer. I just forget his name. So he did that, I think, for his daughter or his son. And the child loved it. Hmm. And I think the other kids became jealous and then they wanted it. And then that's when the idea... Then he started making them into toys. Yes. Okay, But it was never meant to be a toy. Interesting. Maybe maybe what we should do is we yeah. should have like a whole episode where we talk about these toys that weren't definitely, meant to be toys. Definitely. Yeah, these are some of the topics that we'll have in detail. You know, because okay. there's a whole list of, of them okay. uh, that were... were Never meant to be toys. Yeah, never meant to be toys, but they became big hit. Okay. All right. Big hits, you know, because of how popular they were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And um, I was also looking at the list of the Toys uh, Hall of Fame. Toys Hall of Fame. Okay, yes, yes. I remember we went through those a couple times. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it got me wondering... As to what number one qualifies a toy as a Hall of Famer, number two, okay, uh, at at which stage or at what point do we then say this toy um, can be considered? Uh, you know, to be generational. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how then do we measure that? Mm. Well, usually, I think that one with generational means that it has to go at least beyond, like what one, two, probably at least three generations yeah. is probably around where where it'd be before it'd be generational. Yeah. But that's true. I mean, I don't know. I guess I never really thought of it because Slinkies have been around for a long time. Rubik's yeah. Cube's been for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Barbie. Um, that's still very interesting. Okay, yeah. And uh, another question is, what? Um, okay, I'm trying to to f- to find the right way of, of phrasing this question. Okay. Okay. One one of the criterias of um, uh, toy hall of fame uh, qualifications is the toy has to have an influence on culture. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Now, my question is related to that in terms of how then do we measure the impact on culture and uh, which culture are we talking about in this case? Yeah, that's true. And the reason why I'm asking you that is Rubik's Cube changed Mm. the culture of toys. It did. Uh, In terms of helping kids learn, Yes. And having competitions. Yeah. Where kids exercise um, problem-solving skills, where they want to 
solve the Rubik's Cube as fast yep. as possible in the shortest time as possible. Yes. Some even do blindfolded. Yep. But the biggest one is I saw a um, Netflix documentary. Mm. It's called The uh, Speed Cubers. Okay. Yeah. Where one of the characters on there was a kid uh, with autism. Oh. Yeah. And actually, the Rubik's Cube helped him with to- autism. I'm know. sure. So that's the impact that I'm actually referring to. Because that's that's huge. That is. Yeah, that's 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 big. But but when they refer to the cultural impact, I think yeah. it's not necessarily that it helped just this one child. Yes. yes. Because you got to think there's I'm sure there's some people out there who got into Rubik's Cube yeah. because of um you know like uh what's the big one out nowadays um ADHD, right? Yeah. I'm sure that that's probably something there because Rubik's Cube, you can always keep on spinning that guy. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm sure that that's one of the, the I don't know if I want to say tools, but one of the things that can help yeah. with that. Um, so the impact that it has is more of, of everybody, everybody yeah. Yeah. versus just one particular group is what I think yeah. on that line. And... Yeah, you're right when it comes to that. And also, does that toy help, say, kids living with disabilities? Does it help kids who are blind? Does it help kids who are struggling with eyesight? Things like that. I'm sure it can. Yeah. Because you got to think, okay, even if somebody was blind, I yeah. mean, you could still put on there the, um, oh, what's it called? Braille and stuff. And oh, yeah. the other yeah. thing also, at least that I understand, since I'm not blind, I can't say for sure, but I understand that <laughs> yeah. that different colors give off different heats. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. which was something very interesting because wow. um, there was, I can't remember where I was reading it, but there was a story about a lady who, who that's how she decided what color she was going to wear by how warm it was, you know? Wow. Because, you know, black black yes. absorbs a lot absorbs of heat. Absorbs heat, yes. yes. A lot of heat. So yeah. as it gets lighter, it absorbs less heat. Yes. So it's yes. it's one of those things. It's like, it's very interesting Wow. to make that. Mm. So I'm wondering if maybe they could do something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Wow, that's interesting, eh? Isn't it? So you see the far-reaching uh, impact of toys. Uh, it can have a lot of impact. But yeah. yes, I could, see it. I could see it helping a lot of people because... Yeah. I mean, some people, it's their minds that keep on going. So they need something like that to help Mm -hmm. kind of calm down in a way. Yeah. Versus using, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals or even natural ingredients, you know, whatever it may be. Remember, uh, we had that, uh, uh, that spinning toy. Oh, the the spinners. The spinners. There was a a craze which lasted for about six months, but it was huge. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I I was also caught up in that wave. Because Uh. I bought, I I bought, I think, two or three. Okay. uh, Because uh, they're actually uh, calming. Therapeutic, yeah. Yeah. Very therapeutic, you know. So I had one in the office and I had one in my home office. Mm. Where when I'm stressed, I would yeah. play with that thing. There's and that it was one. so calming. The other one were those um, the the squishy balls. Those squishy balls. Yes, the squishy. I had a squishy ball as well. The squishy balls, and yeah. then the last one, the one that I really enjoyed actually, um, was the Chinese uh, balls. The ones that you spin. 
oh, in your hands. Yes, yes. Those, Those are loved by the mafias. Really? They would spin the gold, <laughs> the, the silver ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those balls, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's the calming effect. It's supposed yeah. to be the tone, and then also, yeah. you know, you're rotating yeah. it, you're doing something with your hands. But it's, it's, it's funny how. You wouldn't think of those as toys. True. You know, but they have such a huge impact. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. I do remember when I was younger and those, the, the, the squishy balls, the, yeah. the, the ones for stress, the stress yes, ball. Yes, yes, the stress ball. You could even find them in the toy shops and they'd be yeah. all over. Yeah, yeah. But you don't, you don't look at that and think, ah, you know what? That's a great toy. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, it doesn't have the... Aesthetics of being a, a good toy for yes. like that. And speaking of aesthetics, we'll talk a bit later uh, about uh, you know the board games that have a beautiful artwork. Oh yes, there's <laughs> some that are crazy. <laughs> yeah, heck, there's some that they've even taken. They've decided to make them into artwork. Yeah, yeah, which are very interesting. Yeah, some people do that with like the shadow boxes and whatnot with the 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 old board games. Maybe they don't play anymore, and they take them and they yeah. Put them in, in shadow boxes. Now, uh, while we are still talking about the Toys Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, I, I feel very strongly about that topic because it's, it's relatable to everyone. And I'll mm. tell you why. Because amongst the list of uh, the toys yeah. uh, in the Hall of Fame is a blanket. A blanket. Yeah. Cardboard. Mm, I, well, we're Sticks. talking about because those would be, especially w- the older ages, that was cardboard yeah. boxes, yeah. sticks, blankets. Yeah. No, this makes sense. Because, I mean, think about it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever did it, but we used to make like a, a blanket uh, fort or clubhouse or whatever yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, blankets, sticks, yes, well, you know, come on, little kids playing with sticks is a normal phenomenon anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't they have the rock in there? Well, I guess they have the the pet rock, but I was thinking of a rock itself. I'm not sure if the pet rock is part of the Hall of Fame. (laughs) It would be interesting. I'll I'll have the uh, look at the list again. Okay. But I know um, the Rubik's Cube is there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but I'm more fascinated by the sticks and the cardboard box. Really? You know, the brown one. Yeah, yeah. It's there. And now going back to the topic we spoke about earlier. Yes. But, uh, what kind of games do you think the kids were playing during the, the pandemics? You know, during the major uh, world events, you know. Yes. So I'm thinking with the cardboard box... There's a lot that there's a lot you can do, you know, and a lot of it has to do with imagination. Mm. Imagination, exactly, you know, with the sticks as well, you know. Yes, a lot of imagination. Yep, sword fightings. Uh, Let's see, what else did we do? Uh, Guns. We pretend they were guns. Yes, yes. Pretend. I'm trying to remember what else. And another one is a rope. A rope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. You can do a lot with the rope. Oh yes, you can. Yeah. You can do so much with those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Especially when you learn the knots. Then, yeah. then you really get into doing stuff with ropes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there were toys, or there are toys, that I would uh, refer 
to as one hit wonders yeah and we spoke earlier about the spinster yep uh, i'll take that as a one hit wonder because although it's still selling but there's no craze anymore yeah and these are the toys that become a hit for one season and then and they, they just, just fade, fade away yep you know uh, what what which one comes to mind i'm Yeah, one is a spinster, and I'm trying to think now which which toy became popular, and then just faded. Well, I know one for a while there in the U.S. was uh, Pogs, which Pogs were just is. little cardboard yeah circles. Yeah, those ones, and they disappeared. Yeah. Um, what else was it? Um, what about the handheld games? Uh, by handheld games. I'm not referring to the likes of Donkey Kong. Yeah. But the ones that were like, like the the racing with the scooters and motor vehicles or where you jump stuff. The, the, those used to be popular back then. Yeah, but they're still around. I don't know. It, but yeah, I don't know. Those ones seem to be more of Honestly, I want to say for little kids, a yeah. lot of little kids I see playing those type of ones. But but now the challenge is uh kids would now prefer playing with their tablets or their mother's cell phones. Yeah. Because the games they are much better oh, than yeah. the handheld games because the handheld games only have one game. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those those ones. Okay. Yeah, those colorful Sorry, ones. Sorry, the well, the colorful, or the black and white ones, or the yeah, 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 yeah those yeah. little ones. They would have either soccer. They mm. would have racing. They would have uh, shooting. Those but were, it was just one game. It was just one game. Yeah. yeah. Those were. They were, and the, but those ones were around. Have been around for a long time. A long time. Yeah. And they'll usually make one like. I know for the longest time they would make it based off of one game and yeah. and then and it'd usually be a popular game at the time, you yeah. know, that type of a thing. And then they could make get in on it or however you want to put it. Yeah. Um but eventually what would happen even with those is that they'd make them for like, you know, so you had uh, your Nintendo, you have the Game Boy, those type of things. Yeah. Cuz they still have those. The same thing as the um what's the other ones they have out there? Uh, was it, I think they still have the PSP. I think actually. Yeah, but it was way before the PSP. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It was. It's been around for forever. I'm yeah. just saying that oh, it's yes. been around so long. Yes, yes. But yes, usually, yes. what happened was was that the the actual game itself came out for one of those uh, oh, handheld consoles. Yeah, I see what you mean. And then the desire for this yeah. little one would. I guess for us, it was those games were hit. because we didn't have an alternative. Yeah. That was before your PSP. Mm. Uh I think Donkey Kong had just come out, but Donkey Kong was a bit expensive at the time. Mm. You know the the folding game, the, folding the one, one okay. the one you could fold. Okay. Yeah, the the Donkey Kong came out with from Nintendo. It came out with the the Donkey Kong you could fold the game and actually close it. Hmm. You know. So uh, after that, I think those games were inspired by the Donkey Kong. Uh, well, a lot of them came out to, to be along those lines. I mean, yeah. they they've had them out for so long. I mm. mean, years and years. Okay, but yeah, you're quite right. Uh 
I wouldn't say they were one-hit wonders. Just that maybe due to technology and time, they're yeah. not that relevant anymore. I mean, I've still seen them in the shops. Yeah, but nobody buys them. Nobody really buys them because yeah. you've already got you've got phones now, especially. <laughs> Yeah. Cell phones have so many games on it's like no, that's been yeah. replaced completely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of phones, something just came to mind. There's a game that uh, I'm hooked on. Okay. <laughs> it's on my phone. And I don't like playing games on my phone. But, but this, this one, one has got you, okay. Oh, this one has got me, eh? Okay. It's okay. got me by the neck, I'm telling you. It's called uh Airline Commander. Airline Commander. Oh yes, I think you've told me about this one. Yes. And there are different aspects to the game that make me love it. Okay. Number one, the game teaches you uh, different kinds of airplanes. Yes. Uh, by, by the name, you know, because when you are not into aviation, you would see a plane as just a plane. Yep. But there's a huge difference between a 737 and a 747. Yes. And a 777. You know, oh, yeah. A huge difference between an A300 and an A380 and an A330, you know. Mm-hmm. So it makes you pay attention to such things. And the second aspect is it makes you pay attention to the ranking system in the in the aviation. Okay. Because it 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 has stages. You first start as a trainee. Okay. And then you graduate and then um, you graduate, and then when you graduate, then you have access to bigger planes. Ah, okay. So you have to be a captain, senior captain, you know, until you become the the commander. You know? ah, okay. That's where you are able to then uh, pilot the A380, which is currently the biggest airline. Mm. You know, so it teaches you that. Because you see planes, but, you know, a plane is a plane. Yeah. You know, but when you play that game, it takes you in, into the aviation space. The environment. Okay, the environment, I understand. You know? And the third aspect is you learn how a plane operates. Yeah. Uh, when it's flying. Uh, you learn that there are certain things that you have to do mm-hmm. for a plane to land and for a plane to take off. Yep. Which, as a passenger, you don't pay attention to. No, because you know? you're not in the cockpit. You're not doing anything. Exactly, you know. So it takes you. Uh, it it shows you that part of the plane, yes. how the plane behaves, and what what can go wrong. Oh yeah, you know. And the fourth aspect, uh, which is what I love about the game, is when you play the game. Mm-hmm. It's actually live in terms of you can actually see planes that are flying around throughout yes. the world, you know, which blew my mind because if I was chatting to you and you are traveling from, say, Canada coming mm-hmm. here, I can actually tell when your plane is landing just by looking at the game. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> so cool, eh? That is cool. <laughs> And uh, uh, imagine if we had uh, a game that is that interactive when it came to, say, trucks, cars. Um, well, I know they do stuff along those lines Yeah. with cars, with a lot of their different car games. You know, they'll have, uh, I don't know how 
how in depth it gets. Yeah. Because I don't know, for me, I'm just not into most of those cars and 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 those type of games. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, nah, I'm okay without that. <laughs> Be, but I know they do get into some in depth. Uh, um, aspects of it because they have to get into like you know horsepower yes, all yes. of that stuff that goes yeah. into cars and different vehicles yeah but I'm not sure if they get into that much uh, I think it's easier when it comes to planes because I mean you can log into to the net and you find can just google uh, the, the, the plane uh, the plane number and you can actually see you know where it is it's, mm. it's easier to track okay. in, fact, in fact speaking of tracking there's a guy on Twitter he created a um, Twitter account okay. mainly to track Elon Musk's uh, Elon Musk's jet <laughs> okay <laughs> and Elon Musk offered to pay him off so that he can close off the account <laughs> Stop tracking my vehicle. Yeah. He said, hey, man, you're causing security problems for me <laughs> because I'm hoping to fly uh, under the radar. But then he tells people, Elon Musk is flying to this place at yeah, this yeah. time. And this is when he'll arrive. And he's so precise in doing that. Uh. So, yeah, uh, I think he offered him money. <laughs> but the guy said, no. <laughs> I want I want a job in the Tesla or something like that. Uh, but it's very interesting. It shows how, you know, uh, that interesting, interesting technology can get. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, B, uh, on the next one, mm. uh, yeah, we'll go into detail on the topics that uh, we've just uh, skimmed on. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. And um, what are you looking forward to this year? Ah. Uh, I have no idea right now, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping we'd have more uh, game days. Yes. More interaction with people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would and, be good. Uh, yeah, we we spoke about, you know, taking this a step further. But yeah, we'll share more details as, mm. as time goes on because yeah. we plan on doing something big with the podcast. Yes. You know, uh, we don't want it to be just a talk shop. Exactly. But it has to have an impact as well uh, on the large gaming community. Yes. Even those that are not part of the niche market. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. want to be the Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> of, guess. Of the gaming space. <laughs> Although, just to add into that, the yeah. funny thing is, is that I've actually had a couple people that we know yeah. have come up to me and asked me about some of the questions and whatnot yeah. in our podcasts. Wow. So, hey. Maybe it is having an impact already. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome, me. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, okay. until uh, the next one, B. All right. Uh, you take care, man. You too, my friend. Cool, man. <laughs>